The early 20th century was a time of great adventure in many parts of the world. Uh, the early 1900s, there was much uh, investigation going on and, and exploring different places around the world. The North Pole was being explored, Antarctica was being explored, different places that had yet been unmapped on the globe were uh, eagerly being explored by different people from different nations. One of those explorations took uh, former President Teddy Roosevelt and many others to the Amazon rainforest and the Amazon River. And Teddy Roosevelt, along with his Brazilian counterpart, Candido Rondon, in 1914, they went with a total of 19 men uh, down a, a river that had never been uh, navigated on uh, by Western peoples and uh, it had not been mapped before, and it was called the River of Doubt. And uh, they, they got into these cut-out, dug-out canoes, basically a tree trunk that was hollowed out, placed on the river, and many times not more than a couple of inches above the river. And once they launched out, uh, by the time they got to the river, after many weeks of uh, hiking into the river, uh, they had already jettisoned much of their equipment and set it aside because it was too cumbersome to carry. And so they had limited supplies. They, they launched their boats uh, onto the river. And once they, they went out, struck out on the river, there was no turning back. And they were on this grand adventure to map out this river so that it could be uh, understood better and the environment around that river. For two whole months, they spent going down this river. Every day, they would get into their their cut-out canoes, not knowing where the next bend in the river would take them, not knowing where the rapids were or the waterfalls to come. And, uh, and then they began to have issues with food and had to ration their food, not certain that their food supplies would last them to the, the end of the route, not knowing very well how to hunt in the forest to uh, add to their food supplies. Illness, including malaria, captured them. In fact, it nearly killed uh, Teddy Roosevelt along the way. There was a threat to this group of native tribes attacking them, and they, they, they tracked and shadowed them for many days along the way. It was a rugged journey, to say the least. Along the way, they finally found their way out. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, among the sick, was restored to health, and uh, he came back to the U.S. and shared his journey, and what a wonderful journey it was, what a rugged one it was. We, we have been in a rugged journey, haven't we, since March, when all of the things around COVID, so many questions, so many uh, uh, not uh, unknowings about what is to come. It's been a rugged journey of faith with the Lord. In fact, as we look ahead toward Christmas in just a couple of weeks, we're anticipating a fairly rugged journey to come as the state of California is in increased uh, concern about uh, the COVID issues. Uh, many of us are uncertain and not looking forward to perhaps the celebration of Christmas knowing that the things that we so enjoy doing perhaps are not available to us this year. A rugged journey of Christmas perhaps for you, lies ahead. Well, I've got some good news for you. It's because the very first Christmas, the one straight out of the Bible, it was a journey that was rugged, rugged, rugged. And there's, there's something about the scripture, and especially about the Christmas story, that captures me every single year at this time. And it is that, that the Bible is nothing if it's not honest and raw and 
rugged in its demonstration of men and women and uh, sometimes their victories, sometimes the areas where they struggle, and rugged in the calling of God, rugged in the faithfulness of God. You know, faith is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the timid. It is for the adventurer who wants to know and understand the fullness of life that Jesus has called you and me to. But I want you to know that through the ruggedness that we will find today in this story of Mary and Joseph, we will find through the ruggedness that Jesus is still celebrated. Even through the challenges of Christmas season in this moment, Jesus is still celebrated. We are blessed today to welcome David Hasten, who will be sharing, reading the scripture of the Christmas story. Let's listen. Thank you, David. As we focus on our passage today of Luke chapter 2, verses 4 to 7, I want to re-hear those together. And this is where we will focus today. And Joseph, remember Caesar Augustus had called for the census and calling people back to their, their original home, their ancestral homeland. And Joseph, the Bible says, also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. To journey with God is a rugged Adventure. We see this in the realities of Mary and Joseph. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm always of two minds when I approach Christmas. There, there's the sentimental part of me that, that so likes to focus on the sweetness of Christmas and my childhood memories and, and the, the aspirations that I, I hope Christmas will lead up to. And, uh, and, and that's the, the, the softer part of Christmas. But when I'm encountered with the reality of the actual story of Christmas, I'm smacked in the face with the rugged quality and nature of it, the unknown aspects of it, the faithfulness of God in it, and the faith that was called out of those, the characters inside the story. When we we read and understand about Mary and Joseph, the simple everyday couple from this little tiny town of Nazareth, when we, we begin to focus on them, that the story, uh, this part of the story will end with Mary treasuring up in her heart the things that, that God was doing around her. Next week, we'll come back to the shepherds' story. We'll focus on the shepherds. And when they came to visit them, they, they found them in Bethlehem. And Mary treasured up all of the things that, that they were telling her in her heart. That's where the story ends, but that's not where it begins. The story of what God is doing in Jesus and through Mary and Joseph begins with a rugged journey from Nazareth southward to Bethlehem. It's a journey of about 75 miles. It likely took them, a normal traveler on foot, somewhere between five and six days. And the common route that took them through the city of Jericho, from Jericho to Bethlehem, was about 3,400 feet of elevation. Now, that is roughly 1,000 feet 
higher than walking to the top of Mount Tam. Right here in Marin County. So the next time you're down in southern Marin County and you look over at Mount Tam to the west, I want you to think about Mary and Joseph, and especially Mary, who was well along in her pregnancy, traipsing up an elevation like that to find herself in Bethlehem. Once they arrived there, it's not like there was a a red carpet rolled out for them. It's not like uh, the the hors d'oeuvres had been prepared and there wasn't a raging fire waiting for them. They come and what do we find? There was no suitable place for them to have a baby. It was a rugged journey. There was no room for them in their guest house in the inn. And it is described that Jesus was laid in a manger. You have a picture here of what a typical manger was likely like in that day, carved out of stone. It was a place where food for animals would be placed. It was made out of stone because animals have a tendency to begin to gnaw if things are made out of wood. And and if they begin to chew, uh, cutting their teeth on the wood, they wouldn't last very long. So usually they were made out of stone, like the picture that you've seen. Jesus was laid in this this very rudimentary uh, contraption designed for animals, not for a, a child. But isn't it so interesting, out of this rugged journey that God is doing to bring the Son, God the Son, into this planet, that out of that, God takes Jesus and gift wraps him in these swaddling cloths and offers him to the world. God taking his greatest gift and wrapping him special for you and for me. You know, Mary and Joseph, as they traveled southward from Nazareth to Bethlehem, it was common knowledge uh, in, in biblical understanding, those waiting for the Messiah, that Bethlehem was the expected place of origin for the Messiah. Matthew chapter 2, when, when the Magi, the wise men, they arrived in Jerusalem seeking out, they had come on their journey as well, seeking out Jesus. Uh, we find this this day when Herod called all together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. And this is their answer. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And they begin to refer back to the next verse on your screen, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, written some 700 years B.C. It says, but you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me. One who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Later in Jesus' life, in John chapter 7, we see when Jesus was around 30 years old in his public ministry, we find this encounter in John chapter 7. Some of the people said, after they encountered Jesus and heard him teach, They said, surely this is the prophet. And others said, he is the Messiah. Still others asked, well, how can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? You see, after Jesus was born, you remember that that Herod found out he was so enraged, he he went and ordered the murder of the, the children two years old and younger? Mary and Joseph left as refugees to Egypt, and upon their return after Herod's death, 
They, they realize that they should go back and settle in Nazareth. And so Jesus, in his adult life, was in his childhood even, was known as a Galilean, one from a different region. Bethlehem was in the region of Judea. Nazareth is in the region of Galilee. And Jesus, of course, his ministry started around the Sea of Galilee. So that's what the people are saying. He's the, the Messiah, they're, they're trying to they connect the dots. They're saying the Messiah isn't supposed to come from Galilee. He's supposed to come from Bethlehem. And God's answer is exactly... That is exactly where he has come from. And God had arranged all of these circumstances so that Jesus might be born in Bethlehem, so that he might come from this place of prophetic utterance, the place where the Messiah would spring forth. It is in Bethlehem. And so God had arranged all of that to happen. But it was a rugged journey. You see, God's goal, God's goal is not to remove the difficulties or the challenges from life. Did you know that? That is not God's goal in your life. God's goal is not to remove the difficulties and challenges of your life. In fact, things that are hard are not necessarily bad, and they're not necessarily wrong, just because they are hard. Mary and Joseph found that out. You see, God's goal is to develop us in the ways that he wants us to. To grow, He wants to work within these challenging seasons, within the rugged journey, so that our faith is deepened and developed, so that you might become a man or a woman after God's own heart developed like Him. You see, God works within the challenges of life. And this was hard for Mary. This miraculous pregnancy was, was a difficult task, I'm sure, for her to digest and willing, of course. She was willing, and she is commended for that willingness, but the task of carrying this child in this unusual way must have been difficult. I'm sure it was hard for Joseph. Willing, absolutely. But challenging, I'm sure, wondering uh, all of the circumstances around this birth story. What is God doing with Mary and Joseph? You see, God's goal God's goal is not to remove the, the challenges and, and, and the difficulties out of life. He will walk with you through them. Of course he will. That's his great promise. But God's, God's goal is to fulfill his, his promise of his kingdom. And, and that great promise in this story, Christmas, is in the delivery and the arrival of Jesus the Christ. It's God taking on flesh to come and live among us. That is his goal. And so what he does with Mary and Joseph is that he calls them into his purposes. He calls them and asks them, will you come and do the will that I have for you? And they willingly step up and say, yes, I will follow and I will obey God. And God says, all right, let's start this rugged journey together. But you see, what God is doing with Mary and Joseph is the same thing that he wants to do with you and me, is that he wants to call you into his, his great purpose, and then he wants to fit you into his great purpose. He wants to shape you and to equip you and to gift you so that you can now be a gift into the fulfillment of his bigger purpose in the world. That is what God is doing with Mary and Joseph. That is what he is doing in you. As you learn to patiently trust God in the development of your life, you learn to be patient in the hardship and know that hard things are not necessarily bad, but God is present with you. And God is doing 
bigger things than just what is happening in your life. And it is so important for you and me, brother and sister, that we learn to focus our eyes and to lift them on the larger work of what God is doing beyond just the circumstances of our lives, just the circumstance of your life, to know that God is working beyond that. You see, you and I, we can celebrate Jesus as we approach Christmas 2020. I hope in January we might look back and say, wow, I never expected to experience the celebration of Jesus and Christmas in 2020 with all of the, the, the tough things that, that occurred leading up to, to this month. <clears throat> Do you know what I'm saying? We can celebrate Jesus as we set our eyes more clearly on the call of God in our life. As we anticipate the healing work of God. And that's where we'll turn our attention next week. Because when the angels came to uh, describe to the shepherds, they said, we have come with this message of great, of great news, of, of good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The journey with God is often rugged. It often uh, it, it requires and calls out of things that God wants to place in you and develop in you. God is about fitting you for his purpose so that you can be faithful in exploring and adventuring within the greater purpose of God that is so much bigger and so much broader and will outlive your lifetime. Seek Him this Christmas. Seek in the, the ruggedness of your journey this December to say, yes, I am the Lord's servant. Do with me as you will. And then go with God in the great adventure of what He's doing even this year at Christmas. Living God, we thank you for this day. We pray that, that you would hold us. We pray that you would fit us for your purpose. We thank you that you come to us, you call us out of ourselves, you call us to yourself. You, you fit us for your purpose. We ask you to help us to raise our eyes beyond our immediate circumstance and to see and to trust that you are doing something greater, something bigger, something more wonderful than we can even dream or imagine. And help us to seek to cooperate with you, to work with you, and to go forward with you, we pray. In the name of Jesus, the Messiah.